You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that I do think is very important and and something that is not well known, um, which is why it's important, because one of the biggest um, parts about this disease process is really making sure that we can educate people and make them aware of this so we can prevent this problem from occurring. And what we're going to talk about today is the female athlete triad. So the female athlete triad uh, was first described in 1992 uh, by the American College of Sports Medicine. So what is the female athlete triad? So the female athlete triad consists of three things. There is um, amenorrhea uh, or dysmenorrhea, uh, depending on where you actually read, osteopenia, osteoporosis problems, and some type of eating disorder. And this typically occurs in female athletes, um, hence the name. But the problem really started to get recognized when you would have female athletes developing fractures. And when they did develop fractures and they were looked into further, what they found is a lot of these young girls and young women had osteoporosis at a really young age, which is not normal. And that's important for lifelong issues because the average peak bone mass in a woman is between 18 and 25 years. It was previously thought to really peak around age 30. So if you have a teenager or a young adult who is developing osteoporosis as part of this triad, this then means that their peak bone mass is lower than it should be. So they're starting at a disadvantage. And as they age, they're at greater risk of fragility fractures and osteoporosis and all of the problems and complications that are associated with that. So it's really important for that one aspect to look into this. Now, the the amenorrhea or dysmenorrhea, you know, if you look in the normal population uh, in women, this occurs very infrequently, 2 to 5%, where there was a study that looked at college athletes and found that there's a a broad range, but 3% to 66%. Um, And there's a a couple different um, types um, when we talk about amenorrhea And outside my specialty, um, you know, briefly from my understanding um, and and my reading and studying on this, this primary amenorrhea is more of the delay. So this is younger women, younger children, um, not people that I typically see in my practice. These are children under the age of 15, typically. And then the question is, you know, have they hit the other milestones as far as age and secondary sex characteristics, but have not yet had their first menses? And it may be associated with this triad. Typically, what I see is more younger female adults if they've developed an osteoporosis-related stress fracture. And this is someone that, you know, is older who has had normal menses and now has stopped having normal menses or irregular menses for greater than three months. And this is, again, a big issue because there's changes in the hypothalamus, there's changes in the estrogen um, production, and this has its effects on the whole body. So we've had the osteoporosis issue, we have the amenorrhea, 
And then we have the eating disorder. And when they've looked at um, college athletes and they've looked at patients that had this female athlete triad, there's a, uh, again, a broad range, but 15 to 62% of those people that they studied had some type of eating disorder. And it wasn't by definition anorexia or bulimia, um, but associated with that. And it's a huge issue. It's a huge problem, I think, in our world, in our culture, because there is this misperception of the perfect female, the perfect size, the perfect weight, the perfect look. Um, And that has created this huge amount of body dysmorphism. So young women, you know, that are aware of this and concerned of this are watching what they're eating and changing how they're eating. They're afraid to get, you know, overweight in the eyes of what they perceive as being normal weight. And the problem, especially with these young athletes, is young athletes are exercising hard. They're burning tons of calories. So if you have a bunch of friends that are not athletes and you sit down and eat, you need to consume more calories than your friend who is not very athletically fit is eating because she is not or he is not burning as many calories as you are during the day. You know, and then you don't want to get the stigma of someone looks at you, oh, wow, you must be hungry. Oh, wow, you're eating a lot. You know, you're going to gain a whole lot of weight if you keep eating like that. Those things that you hear people say in our world lead to this additional effect of this body dysmorphism and this eating anxiety disorder, uh, anemia and bulimia and purging and all of these problems. And from an athlete's perspective, guess what? If you don't have enough fuel in the tank, you're not going to be very good on the field. So from a short-sighted view, if you have a game and you're trying to play at your best potential, but you do not have enough energy in the tank, you're not going to be able to perform well. And if you don't perform well, you know, that leads into this whole thing of why and, and the whole mental aspect of it, why I may not, you know, perform well. So what does someone do? They probably work out harder in the gym. They work out greater with the trainer. This leads to a further loss of the nutritional value, maybe a lower body weight, changes in the hormones. Now they have less nutrition. So their calcium metabolism, vitamin D metabolism may be altered and affected. This leads to osteoporosis. Now they have a stress fracture. Now they can play. And then it becomes this huge battle of now I'm, I was exercising, I was you know eating. Now it's this thing, well, I'm not exercising. You know, I'm on rest because of my stress fracture. Oh, I don't want to eat because I'm not exercising. I don't want to gain weight. And it just compounds the issue. Even see it during off season where, you know, somebody eats a lot during the season, but then they stop exercising to summer months or maybe off season for whatever the, the sport is that they play and they find they're eating the same amount, they start to gain weight. So it becomes this vicious cycle of, oh, I'm eating too much. I have to stop what I'm eating. Now they, they go back to exercising, but they're used to eating less, but they're not eating more now that the sport has started back up and they run into this vicious cycle. So it is important that if you don't know about this or you haven't heard of this, that now you have. Because one of the biggest, most important things is we need to make sure that the athletes are aware of this. And we have to make sure that the parents are aware of this. And we have to make sure that trainers are aware of this and coaches are aware of this because we don't want to take these young girls, these young women, these young adults that are in the prime of their health as far as bone metabolism. Um, And we want to make sure that we're raising 
a good mindset of exercise and healthy eating and overall good health, and again, being watchful and mindful that if one of these young female athletes is developing some of these issues where you see the weight going down, you know, or maybe if you're a parent, you might be more aware of, or, you know, if the, if the athlete is talking closely with a trainer or coach, um, maybe this is the first time they've experienced this, that you're aware of the amenorrhea, um, that that is then brought up with their doctor. Um, so they're aware of it. And also watching for injuries and stress fractures. And if someone gets a stress fracture, of really being aware of asking the questions and looking this, at these other things. So having, you know, for a team, having a nutritionist on board, having a nutritionist come and talk to these young athletes to explain the norms of eating and the importance of health um, can be a very, very important step into demystifying this body dysmorphism that has really just overtaken almost like a disease our world as we see it today. And by disavowing that body dysmorphism view and letting people know, you know, there are lots of different normal body types for each individual and making sure that the athletes are healthy and they feel that they're in a healthy environment where they can speak to their parents or coaches if they're running into these problems. But also, so you're aware that if a stress fracture does arise um, or their yearly physical, um, that the doctor is at least broaching the topic of these are the things to look out for that these young athletes and these young women do not develop these problems, which again, especially from the bone aspect, if you develop poor bone mineral density at a young age, could affect them for the rest of their lives. So this is my attempt um, at trying to make people more aware of the female athlete triad. So you're aware of the amenorrhea, osteoporosis, and eating disorders. And Look out for your daughters, look out for um, your wives, your sisters, your girlfriends, and make sure that they're aware of this. And hopefully they don't have to deal with this, but they might see a teammate that is going through this. And then they can broach the topic and at least bring this idea up with them. So thanks again for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.